Mentality Monsters I'm going to use the word with the orange well rugby done. team Someone press that arm Take it off Liverpool <laughs> Let's take it off the Reds and let's attach it to the Orlin rugby team OTB AM Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app In conversation with Brian O'Driscoll on OTB in partnership with Guinness Always drink responsibly Get the facts Be drink aware Visit drinkaware.ie there's something really curious about successful sports people. What is it about them that pushes them into that dark place, that keeps them there, that gets them to test the boundaries, to push themselves when others aren't willing to go there? I want to understand the people, the characteristics in their success, the secret sauce that gets them to go there time and again and again. What is it about being Irish? There's only a little over 5.1 million of us, but yet we compete globally on so many levels. What does that say about our psyche? Are we born fighters? The brilliance of Brian O'Driscoll! Sensational! In the first episode of this series, I'm talking to 18-time All-Ireland winner Rena Buckley. To compete at one sport is pretty impressive, but to do it at two, for over a decade, with that level of success, how do you stay motivated? How do you keep improving? Well, let's find out. Rena, it is so great to chat to you. I was looking at your list of achievements and I thought, if I, could, if I just read them out, we could have a show in itself. That could just be it. It would just be one monologue, one soundbite. Um, so I won't go through them all, um, but 18 All-Irelands in two different sports over 12 or 13 years, that level of consistency is mind-blowing. But let's bring it back. Always Gaelic games, always camogie, always football, or n- um, never a bit of rugby thrown in there? <laughs> <laughs> There's no rugby thrown in there, Farsi Brain. Just the opportunity, come here. I, I grew up in a place called Burrings. Burrings is in, in Ascara Parish, which is it's, it's next to Dunamore Parish. So what did I play growing up? Whatever was on locally. What was on locally? I used to do athletics with Blarney in Ascara Athletic Club. I played Camogie in Ascara. I played football with Dunamore. I did a little bit of Irish dancing. That was it. And you decided to go and play Camogie or football first? So I would have played Camogie first because where I'm from, it's kind of a hurling parish um, slash Camogie parish. Um, so while there's boys football in our, in our parish, you know, there's football available for the boys, there actually is no ladies football club or women's football club so that didn't bother me as a as a young child I just played played camogie um, but when I was in fourth class in school our school started a, a, a ladies football team for the first time so I had been playing football with the boys same as everyone else I wasn't unusual in that and then am I right in saying you played your first senior game as a 14 year old yeah yeah correct yeah 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 so um, so it was with Dunamore actually in football, so I played senior football at club level before Camogie, to be honest. Um, Don't play this, Dan. Come on, we'll, we'll, let's get the uncensored version. Like, and the, and you, we're, this is an opportunity, we're here to hear the best of you and to understand how you can have that much drive and desire from such a young age. It's, it's not in everyone. And what is it that differentiates you? So how it came about that I played senior football at that age was, um, so Dunamore would have been county champions at the time. 
but three of the, the, the star players, um, so they would have been Juliet Murphy, Ruth Ann Buckley and Linda O'Connell, went to America on a J1. So the team was, you know, was on a bit of a low. So I was, like, they would have known me in the club that I was an underage player playing on Cork underage teams. Um, so they drafted me in. Um, and I remember my first championship game, they actually played me centre-back. I couldn't get over it, I nearly... And they told, the, the manager told me beforehand, like, not to worry. I was marking a girl who was playing with the Cork senior team, but not to panic about it. I was laughing, I was like, I never knew she played with the Cork senior team. If we never said anything, it would have been a lot better off, you know. But anyway... And were you quite tall for 14? Uh, I'd say I was similar height to what I am now, but I was very slim. I've seen videos and I was, you know, like, you know, like a a usual 17-year-old scrawny child, like, you know. Um, so, yeah, I just played away, just did all the simple things, did nothing outrageous, did nothing poorly. Um, so, yeah, so we ended up winning the county championship that year, and then our three stars came back from America. So I kind of thought I'd be just, you know, put on the bench and, you know, brought along. But actually, I, I held a spot at wing back and played away the whole year, and we actually had a... It turned out to be the best thing ever that we, you know, we went without the three kind of three top players and then everyone else stepped up and we developed a panel and we ended up winning the All-Ireland that year. So it was like this massive journey. Like, I'll tell you how massive it was No, So it was 2001, so I'm 14, you know. Um, so at the time, we played a, the All-Ireland semi-final, we played Father Murphy's of London, right? <laughs> I'd never been out of the country before, never been on a plane. So I had to get like like a use-it carriage. Remember the use-it oh, yeah, carriage? Use I had to get a use-it carriage <laughs> to go on a plane to play a game. Like it was, like... No passport. <laughs> no passport. Sure, I'd never been anywhere. You didn't need one, like, you, don't need, you didn't need one at the time. And so, I, like, it was a massive journey for me as a person. And then it was really fulfilling from a sport point of view because, like, it was my first opportunity to play at a high level, to play with, like, really good players and play with tactics and, and I loved it like it was really enjoyable and really developmental. I want to talk a little bit about the football first because as you mentioned th there was no history before 05. They, they, they never won since 74 I don't think Cork had won a football championship right mm -hmm. so what, what, what is that? What's, what's the secret sauce that comes in besides the obvious that you arrived, right? What you know is there? Are there is there a coming together of different components, or what is it? Ladies football as a sport is quite young, and um, it, like it was only it was only founded and made official in the seventies. Um, I think Cork became a senior football team. I think it was ninety five. Um, so, like we're playing senior football for twenty years before we, we get to, to win a, a Munster championship or an All Ireland championship. So. We won our first Munster Championship in 2004, and we won our first All-Ireland Championship in 2005. Um, so, like, I suppose there's loads of different... It's, it's the coming together of a lot of different things, but there's probably three main things. Um, there was a group of experienced players there who were good, um, and I suppose there was a relatively strong club set up in Cork at the time. Then you had a very strong underage structure you know, an, an influx of underage players coming through. So I was just one of, of that gang. Um, and there were some very strong players in that gang that were coming through. And then on top of that, we had, um, we got a new coach came in in 2004, Eamon Ryan. And Eamon Ryan, I'm not sure if you know Eamon, but he's like, um, he was a very, very special person. 
and he was integral really to the whole thing. Um, so probably those three factors changed around the, for the fortunes of, of Cork football, very much so at that time. To come from no success to then a, over a concerted period of time is very unusual. We had gone from nothing to like, you know, top of the tree for, mm -hmm. and, and we maintained that for like 10 out of 11 years. It was, it was cheap. I, like, obviously from a sporting point of view, it was, it was really, it was brilliant to be part of it. But from, from a personal point of view, like it was, it was amazing. Like, it I'm was sure. But like you're, you're celebrating brilliant. all Ireland's as a 17, are, are you 18 at that point? 17, 18 year old? 18, yeah. yeah. So what, that's pinch yourself territory. Like, you know, players will wait a decade more to get a chance to play in one. You're literally just arrived. I've arrived, everyone. <laughs> We're about to win some All-Irelands. <laughs> Strap yourselves in. <laughs> was that your big USP, your engine? Um... If you were to, if you were to break yourself down, if you were to look, take other people's opinion of you, you can give it the best case in point. What would they have said about your game? Yeah, and I do think about that sometimes. I'd be thinking, what do other people say about me? Um, and like, just the, I was not the best player. Like, I was just a consistent player. Came along at the right time, on a very good team. But I think, I think probably, I was a good decision maker. Like, so, and, and so, like, I. I wasn't a player who could only play here, and this was, the, I wasn't a one-trick pony from that point of view. I could play in a number of positions because I think I was a good decision maker. No, I definitely had a, had a bit of an engine. Pace wasn't my thing at all. But I would make good decisions based on the scenario I was in and based on the position I was playing and the team, like the team I was playing with. I think that was, I think the decision making was the thing. What about, I think. What about Edge? A little bit of thuggery that's needed in lots of good athletes. Not everyone has, yeah. to, has to have it, but you see it in so many very successful, the, the spark that, yeah, the, yeah. the, the devil coming out. Did, yeah, yeah. did you possess? To a degree, maybe. I wasn't wild on the field. I was measured on the field. But like, you have to have that spark all, you have to be consistent. Like, you're not gonna just, you're just gonna bring out an A game on all Ireland final day. Like, you have to be consistent throughout the year, obviously. So, so that, like, I was more of a consistent player than, than like, the, the player who came out of nowhere and delivered this massive performance. I wasn't that player. Like, you, I could tell you beforehand what you're gonna get from me. Like. It's just going to be good decisions, consistent. Like, I would hope to say I didn't pull out of tackles and like I definitely would have had a hardiness like that. I wouldn't have gone down easily, wouldn't have gone down hardly at all. So there, definitely there was a hardness like that. And I just love when people used to try to hurt me, like. Okay. But I wouldn't say anything. But I'd be like, they just give up, like. Stop trying to hurt me. It's one thing being a player within an environment, but the leadership within an environment is that extra component that so many bring to a team setup. You were captain of the football team in 2010, 
doesn't go your way, but then two years later, you're made captain again. How motivated were you that year comparatively to others with the prospect, I've got to lift that All-Ireland at the end of the year? It's not something that you usually desire, but you realise that it's a, like, it's, a, it's, it's a huge compliment or it's a big thing for your family, it's a big thing for your club. And, and it's a huge honour to, to, to be in that position. So it definitely, you know, if there was decisions to be made that you're like, will I do this or will I not? If you're captain, you're definitely more inclined to do the right thing more often, without a doubt. So, okay, the night before an All-Ireland final when you're captain, your speech, how much is it prepared? So yeah, it's a it's a funny thing with, with Gaelic games, like the speech and it's a huge component of it. I had made a decision very early on in the year, so we had won the the month. Uh, no, sorry, we won the league the league that year, and and I had been captain in, in twenty ten as well, where we we won the the league and the Munster championship in in twenty ten. So I had made a decision earlier that I suppose in my youth that if I ever got a chance to to be captain of of a Cork team. If I was to accept a cup, I would accept it, and my speech would be Asquilga. So I love, I love, I love Irish. Am I a native speaker? No. <laughs> but have I conversational Irish? Yeah, definitely. Um, if I was given the opportunity to accept a cup, would I accept it? Speaking Irish, definitely. So I was captain in 2012, and I, I wrote out my speech beforehand, all Asquilga. Did it go as smoothly as I would have hoped? Possibly not. Am I happy I did an Irish? Gone in Irish, yeah, without a doubt. Uchtaran coming pel gwe the man, agus a card aglier. It's more an or dumse on Corn Brendan Martin a glocke. Er son fern, cocky. Retiring. An easy or difficult decision. Difficult, definitely. I wasn't injured or anything. Probably could have played on with Cork for another, maybe one, two, three of the stretch years. I was 30, I think, when I, when I stepped away. I finished football a year before I finished Camogie. Um, I just became too old to juggle the two. Physically and probably um, just personally and just was a lot. So why did I finish up when I finished up? Why didn't I stay going? Obviously, I, I still loved playing with Cork. It was still, still really enjoyable, still something that I loved. But I suppose the key thing for me was that, you know, we all have so much time in the week. I wanted to commit, you know, you have to commit so much time to work. You have to sleep, obviously. <laughs> there was only so much time I wanted to commit to sport and it wasn't enough to really play at, at senior to county level. So that's what it came. I wanted to give more probably to relationships and that aspect of my life. So the sacrifice part, you know, something changed there, would you say? That you weren't willing to give up as much as you had done for 12, 13 years before that? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Like I had no time for, for myself or our family because you're always on the go, you're always, you're either working or, or training and 
you miss out on things, which I'm not cribbing about in any way. You know, you miss out on weddings and hens and all that. That's fine. Um, so I was kind of content to, to reduce down the amount of time I was giving to sport and increase the amount of time I was giving to relationships is the thing, family, friends, partner, social events, without kind of losing my head. Like. <laughs> so after decades of annihilating a slitter, um, do you still get the same satisfaction out of pucking the life out of it? <laughs> I do. It's the best thing about hurling. It's, it's a great game to play. Right, well, I haven't embarrassed myself for quite some time, so it's about time to do it. Show me how. <laughs> Let's go. Great. Okay, Rena, I chose to ignore the memo, um, so at least I'd have some fighting chance of an excuse when I embarrassed myself after you give me a, a lesson or two on how to uh, puck a, a slitter. A lot of the boys after training, you know, particularly the boys from Clare and Tipperary used to shame us dubs with their technique. So I'm happy to, for another one, uh, monster woman to uh, show me the way and, and give me a few uh, teasers to up my skill set. So in hurling, I think it is important that you're, you're holding the hurley correctly. Okay. So the hurley is always in your strong hand and the, the slitter in your weaker hand. And the reason for it is you must control the hurley. So you do loads of things with the hurley, like, you know, batting, flicking, lifting the ball. So you must have, the control is with your strong hand. Like catching the ball is an easier skill. So that's in the other hand. So that is, I think, the most basic thing. Um, so that's your hands. Obviously, keep your eye on the ball. And in your feet, you want to try and lead with the front foot. So they're the basic things. So. Perfect. <laughs> oh, jeez. You're absolutely fine. And we have two sides. Very good. And the big thing with the left side is try and get the hands together. If you were to pick one moment that you could go back and relive, what would it be? So we played, um, we played Dublin in all our in final in football in 2014. And Dublin were the better team for most of the game. They were leading by 11 points early in the second half, which is a lot in, in Gaelic football. But we came back and we won the game. I was moved from midfield to, to full back for the, for the latter end of the game. Played fine, didn't have a great game. Grand, like, very, very nervous in full back for the last 10 minutes of the game, not gonna lie. But actually, one of the, <laughs> when the game ended, it was still, like, the comeback was amazing. Like, it was amazing to be part of, but I remember going into Quinns after that All-Ireland and they replayed, the, the, the match was being replayed and we caught the last 20 minutes of it. And actually, that was one of the highlights. <laughs> Just to see, like, fairly straight away after, within two hours, to, to see the match still be on this massive high, to be surrounded by the team, by family, by friends. There was a buzz. There was a kind of an element of disbelief and an element of euphoria. It is one of the, the moments I will bring with me. It was just an amazing thing to be part of. So in that game, when was the moment that you thought, this is still on? 
Was it a case of never losing hope? Because I think it was with 15 minutes to go, you were 10 points down. So most sides are thinking it's gone. So where, where is the moment within that 15 minute period that you go, they're rattled, we've got them. In the second half, I remember thinking in the early stages of the second half, the thought crossed my mind. Like, we better get respectability on this score. This looks bad. I don't want to be part of this. It wasn't about winning at that stage. It was about respectability. And I don't have the stats for you, but I remember Dublin struggling with about 15 minutes to go, 10 minutes to go, struggling to win their own kick out. They could not get up the field. They couldn't get any, any kind of um, possession of the ball. They could get no territory. And I remember thinking, if they don't win a kick out, we've got a great chance. And it kept happening. They kept not winning the kick out and our confidence kept growing. We had more possession and a couple of subs came in and like, you know, when they're good subs that are coming in and you know they're scoring subs that are coming in, gives the whole team a boost. And like that momentum got us over the line and, uh, Momentum is a massive thing in sport, I think. It's hard to break it when, it going, when it's going against you, but when you have it, it's unreal. You've played in 22 All-Ireland Finals, um, winning 18 of them. The four that you didn't win, do they get a thought or have they just been parked because of the massive, massive success that you've subsequently had? Ah, yeah, I would definitely think of them, without a doubt. And it's funny, you would nearly remember, I would nearly remember those games more clearly. Like, I don't know, is it human nature or, you know, you... And like in, in any of those games, I, I didn't play particularly well. Um, I played full back in one of them and we got, got a good old beating from Wexford in 2012 and I did not look good or feel good after the game. <laughs> um, but it is, it's part of sport. Like the Cork Ladies football had an unbelievable run in that when I was playing with the Cork Ladies in football, we, we never lost an All-Ireland final and we competed in 11 of them. That's, a, that's an unbelievable statistic. It's, 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 almost, it's almost not right in sport, if you know what I mean. Whereas Camogie, I think I played in, uh, 11 All-Irelands, last four, I think, maybe. Like, there's lessons in that, too, in sport and in life. So, while it wasn't ideal at the time, I think it's probably good, good for a, a person in the long run. Brilliant. Thanks so much for being a fantastic first guest. Thanks very much. It's been thoroughly enjoyable. In conversation with Brian O'Driscoll on OTB in partnership with Guinness. Always drink responsibly. Get the facts. Be drink aware. Visit drinkaware.ie.